Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Life and Couture podcast, where we are cultivating conversations for women on the journey to self-love, self-discovery, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Tara Sherman, and today I am extremely excited as I have three very special guests on today. I have Miss C. Renee Mangum, Tavana Symphony, and Emma Cherie, who are authors of The Bestie Code, which is a book about 10 fundamental principles of building and maintaining your best friendships. So thank you ladies for joining the podcast. Great. And so um, I kind of just want to go into, and guys, this is the first podcast. If you've been following along where I've had three, three special guests, (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and um, starting. So we're going to go in order from uh, Renee, Tavana, and then Emma. I'm going to have each one of you ladies just um, introduce yourself, tell the audience some more about who you are and what it is that you do. Okay, so I am C. Renee Mangum. I am a, I'm a business development strategist by trade so i help entrepreneurs develop their businesses and secure their bags so to speak um i'm also a web developer i do graphic design and um, i host various events around the country that are all geared towards either um mostly towards entrepreneurship um i am a wife i am a mom um i'm originally from detroit michigan i'm living in phoenix arizona now and um i love all things pink and I'm just kind of your level-headed, laid-back bestie of the three of us. Cool. Thank you. Tavana? Hi, I'm Tavana Um I am a life strategist. I assist a new chronically ill patient. I can help them navigate through their new diagnosis. Um, I'm also a mom. I'm a wife. I... I was born and raised in St. Louis, Illinois. And I also live in Arizona now. Um, I would be the bossy bestie. I love story. <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, so that's me. I survive a few things with cancer and lupus. Yes. And, yeah, I'm, I'm the one that keeps it all together. Yes, okay. Just not a little headed like Renee. <laughs> well, welcome. And then Emma? Hi, my name is Emma Cherie. I am 30 years old, a mother of three. Um, I honestly, just to be completely honest, I am probably, I am the one that's actually going through a divorce. Okay. So, um, that's, that's me. Also, I am a writer. That's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. So, writing the Betsy Call was something that I'm extremely proud of. Um, I also have a, I'm a fan, I love music, so I have a music blog, um, and I love to write poetry, I like to write just short stories, I just love to write all around. I'm originally from Detroit as well, I I live here in Phoenix, Arizona, um, I love all things purple, so I have to be the opposite one of everybody else, (laughs) and, (laughs) um, I also love unicorns. I'm probably the bubbly bestie. I'm like the one that's like, oh, I love puppies and unicorns and stickers. So <laughs> that's, that's me. Cool. Well, once again, I just want to say 
thank you ladies for coming on board. Thank you for writing this book. Um, for my audience, those of you who are listening, I have had the opportunity to read a little bit of The Bestie Code. And I just want to say to you three ladies, like this book is so, 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 so necessary. And um, I guess we can just keep keep it in the same order from Renee, Savannah, and then Emma. Or um, like, what was the inspiration behind this book? Well, <laughs> um, I I woke up one day and just decided that it was time for all of us to live our best lives. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I sent them a text and I said, I really want to write this book. I, I pretty much said, I'm tired of us not being able to travel when we want to and land on somebody's island. <laughs> so we need to build scalable businesses and we need to, and we're going to write a book. And we're going to write about friendship because it's something we know. You know, we, we built our, our friendship um, as adults. And we hear so many women that always say it's hard to build genuine friendships with other women in your adult life. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was something that we did. And we just wanted to explore that. We're like, well, how did we do it? And that's that's pretty much how we develop the book what inspired the book i don't know i just i just like to travel and i want to be able to travel with my besties i said let's give the world something that's in turn gonna give us something um so we can live our best lives like we really want to that's dope thank you tavana so yeah, can, can you... about you Emma what's your take on the inspiration behind the book Pushes me to go forward and tell me that I got this and things like that. 
that. So it's definitely necessary in a time that we have today. That's great. That's great. Thank you, ladies. And like I said, I feel like it was so, it's so necessary and it is rare. Well, I don't know how rare it is. Just from my perception, I feel like it's rare to see women who have been friends for a long time and then um, who who can actually work together and get like major projects such as a book done. And so Emma, I'll just start with you this time um, because, you know, we always hear this working with your family, working with your friends can be extremely challenging. Like when Renee presented you with this idea of, okay, let's, let's partner up, let's collaborate, let's write this book. Um, was this a fear that you had, like this would be challenging or that this would cause any like wedges in you guys' friendships? Um, when she presented the idea, it didn't necessarily, the first thing to mind wasn't like, oh man, it's going to be a terrible experience. And the first thing that came to mind really was, all right, this is great. We can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that, not saying that writing this book didn't, uh, present its challenges because it definitely did. Because again, we're women. So right. you know, some, we definitely have different opinions about different things. So the challenges did arise, but at the same time, we realized that our friendship comes first. Like, we, we knew we wanted to write a, write a book and start a business together, yes. But at the same time, at any given moment, if it meant losing the friendship that we had, mm-hmm. it would have been it would have been something that we would have just canceled out, to be honest with you. Like, because we realized that one thing about having a good friendship, you have to realize that what's more important to you. Like, yes, you know, you want to, you know, live your best life and, and do great things. But at the same time, what's more important, you have to weigh the pros and cons. And one of the things is that, our friendship was more important, so we already laid down the law right from the beginning, like, hey, we're going to write this book, but if it, at any given moment we feel like it's too much or we can't do it or it's, it's hindering our friendship, it's we're going to cut it off. All right. Gotcha. And so what about um, what about you, Tavana? Um, did you fear that working together would be challenging or present any threats to you guys' friendship? So for me personally, I am the I'm the friend that you know I battle um, mental illness and I have a chronic illness. So my fear was me letting my best friends down, like right. me not being able to you know keep my end of the bargain, not being able to show up to different things or um, just complete you know my task at hand. So my biggest fear was letting them down because I know how important it was to all three of us right. and I just wanted to uphold you know my end of it um of the deal here that we made and um yeah that was my really only concern um we you know like Emma said we've had our challenges contrary to my beliefs because some people think that we don't we've had our challenges and I mean we we have we've decided like yeah at any day we're gonna be friends forever so mm-hmm. if something's going to happen we going to Gotcha. And what about you, Renee? Like when you had this idea, this concept, um, did you have any fear of anything like that? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, this concept was something that I had to come up with. Um, did you have any fear in, you know, collaborating with your friends to get this vision completed? You know, um, one thing that Savannah has always said, like even from when we were like, like years ago, one thing that we've said is that 
you should be able to build a business with your friends, with the people closest to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, like you, you see so many cultures that um, they, they collaborate in different facets of life. Like whether you have three generations in one house as a means to everybody being able to get ahead in their individual lives, they come together on the on the mortgage payment, you know. Or right. you see different cultures who they own everything on the block within that family because that's the way to make sure that the whole family is thriving and they're benefiting the community. So at the end of the day, you kind of have to look at it like, why wouldn't we be able to build a business just because we're friends? That should give us the tools we need to build a successful business because we know each other inside and out. And that's kind of how I looked at it. Like, you know what? She's right. We should be able to invest in something together and all benefit from it. And right now that meant writing a book, which has now developed into a a fully fledged business Mm -hmm. um, that we registered together. But I wasn't concerned because I personally know how to separate business from personal. I live by that. I live by separating business from personal. And because I develop businesses on a day-to-day basis as my day job, you know, as my as my own business, building the business was not something that was unfamiliar to me um, or scary to me. It was just a matter of, like Emma said, laying down the foundation of no matter what, we're going to be friends. And that's what that's what's most important. And when you keep the goal in mind of all of us being successful, even when we have our run in, mm-hmm. we're going to break together and figure things out because we're friends and we want to grow together. So I don't I don't think I was worried about it. It just meant us having a legitimate conversation about it. And then, of course, putting some things in paperwork in, in the paperwork. That's awesome. Awesome. I'm telling you, this is like. It may not be rare, it just may be this facade that women have. But um, from my perception, I feel like what you guys have is rare and it's amazing to me. Um, and so for the next question, I kind of want to get into, um, I want to get into like some excerpts from the book, if that's okay with you ladies. Um, and so I was trying to sift through and um make sure that i am accrediting (laughs) the the proper author um with their excerpts so just bear with me correct me if i'm wrong (laughs) so i just picked out a few things from the intro that kind of stood out to me and so um okay i'm gonna start with i believe this is an excerpt from one of emma's um bestie codes And so she said, for some reason, I feel men have a hard time building new female friendships is because they want to be judge and jury of other women. So, Emma, can you elaborate more on the judge and jury concept? And what is a way that women who who exhibit this behavior can overcome um, and kind of get over this hump of being judge and jury of other women? Um, honestly, with that being, with that being said, I think that women, the way that women judge and things like that is that they don't realize their own potential. So mm-hmm. a lot of times what happens is that because a woman don't realize her own potential, she starts to look at the other woman like, oh, well, um, you know, what she's doing is not that great, or I can do it better than her, or, you know, things like that, but it ought in all aspects, every every woman has some kind of gift that she that she harvests, and if she just realizes her own potential, that's how she can come, overcome. 
overcome the jealousy and overcome the judgment of other women, realizing what she already has that, you know, that she already has that no one else can really do what she do. That's kind of what hooked us, that's kind of what hooked us with um, writing this this book and, and being able to get through it because us being friends, you know, we, you know, a lot of people, us being three female friends at that, it's like, you know, people's like, well, how do you guys do it? Because, you know, without getting jealous or or catty or things like that, what it, what it is is that we realize that each and every one of us have a different gift that we bring to the table. And because we all realize what those different gifts are, we kind of help the other one, um, we kind of lift her up in her gift and they lift me up in my gift and things like that. Like, I'm, I'm a good writer and Renee's good at business and... Savannah is good at organizing and things like that, so we already know what each other is good at, so we are able to not only thrive in our own personal gifts, but also uplift the other one in there. Gotcha. That's amazing. Um, and I feel like a lot of women do this, and I liked, um, I really just liked how you kind of elaborated on it um, within the book. Because I feel like it it shines a light, um, and I know you were talking more about, um, you know, not judging a book by its cover, not being so hard on women. Um, hold on, let me see. There's another quote where he said, "Don't meet a woman and immediately start picking her apart." Um, is this something that you've ever like experienced yourself? Like, is this a behavior that um, you had to work to get over? And if so, can you just kind of like walk us through how you were able to get over it? Emma, um, sorry. <laughs> I've never experienced that. Actually, that actually, Renee actually said that quote in the book. Um, so pretty much, what what I did from my experience. Well, actually, I have. Let me backtrack. Um, I experienced it a couple of times, you know, people start to look at you and think like, oh, well, either she's not good enough or she's, she's not fit to be in our, our, our circle. I've been through those kind of things. Like, you know, right. she doesn't, she doesn't look like she'll be a perfect fit for my, my kind of friend or the way that I um, talk or the way that I act and things like that. So people have many different reasons of why they may, uh, execute or, or kind of like cross out somebody just because of the way they may talk or act and things like that but what we re- come to realize is that you can't be that judgmental like if you if we were to really just base our friendship off the surface of us all mm-hmm. um we probably wouldn't even be friends right. like, and that's just being that's kind of that's really being honest like if, if i judged uh renee based off her surface you know we we probably wouldn't even be connected and it's and it's, and that's in all honesty but because we are we're able to look beyond the surface and actually get to know each other's heart mm-hmm. we're best friends and the same thing goes with Tavana. if i was to look at her surface it's like you know even in the book we i mentioned like you know Tavana, she's she already said it she's the bossy bursty and i'm more like a soft person so like naturally we're like you know we kind of like oil and vinegar mm-hmm. but um somehow after looking past the surface, we work. So it's just you just gotta be that. You gotta be that much, much more stronger to look past all of the the surface and get to know somebody for their heart and their mind, not just what you what you can visually see. Right, right. And then um, Renee, I believe it was um, you who kind of told the story um, about how you met Emma, if I'm correct. Uh-huh. Um, can you like talk more and we're just still going into this, um, 
you know, don't meet a woman and immediately, immediately start to pick her apart. And I know how you, right. you were saying like that you noticed from just like at, at very surface level that you didn't feel like you guys kind of mixed. Can you talk more about, um, how you kind of moved past that barrier, um, and how you got to know one another and, you know, how you got to know each other's hearts. Cause I think one of the issues that women kind of face is that when they're standoffish or if they meet someone who's standoffish, it's kind of like, how do I break down this barrier and, and get to like the heart of who this person is? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so in the book, I do talk about not judging a woman by her cover, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Um, because, you really can miss out on an amazing friendship. And in the book, I actually was talking about um, when I met Tavana and how upon initially meeting her, you know, I thought she was great. I met her in, in the in the realm of my sorority. So I was interviewing for, for new pledges for my sorority, and I was doing her interview. And I thought, wow, you know, I, I really like her for the sorority's sake, but I don't know if she's really a, a personal fit for me Mm -hmm. just because she's you know very energetic very you know um kind of bubbly and and really i'm i'm very laid back you know i'm I'm kind of keep to myself and um and i'm like you know i really like her i just think she's like probably totally opposite from me but um i chose her still for the sorority because i knew she'd be a good fit overall and when we when she got put online i actually became her big sister and you'll see in the book like kind of how we developed the friendship but really it just was a matter of uh, finding some commonalities because even though at the surface level things may not look the same or we we may not seem similar if you go beyond the surface there you're bound to find something that's similar to another woman um and we had some pretty hard-hitting similarities you know Mm -hmm. in terms of childbearing and illnesses and things like that so it connected us on a deeper level and allowed us to go into a different level of friendship but overall you know you you really can't you you can't just count people out because of what they may look like what they may sound like what they may seem like until Mm -hmm. you actually know that that's the case you know and it doesn't mean you have to walk into any to every new interaction looking for your best friend but at the same time you may just have a great person in front of you that that can coexist in your life and become a close friend of yours but you can't you know one thing i said in the book is just because she wearing a shade of green that you don't like yeah. don't call her shrink and write her off you know what i mean mm-hmm. like hey she she <laughs> might be a really nice lady and might end up being your very next best friend right. if you give her a chance and don't sit there and just initially look for all the things that are not right with her. Mm-hmm. Instead, talk to her and see if there's something that you do have in common. Maybe it's not your next best friend, but it might be somebody you might like to grab coffee with or go see a movie with or or even travel with. You never know until you give a person a, a genuine chance. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's very true. And so with that being said, I'm going to... Um kind of go into the next question and with the next question I want to start with um Tavana so can you tell me what is one thing that you have struggled with in this friendship and what were the steps that you took to overcome it (laughs) sorry it's not a loaded question (laughs) 
basketball contesting, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, although that's who I am, it's kind of cool that I struggle with the time because um, I love hard, and with my best friends, I want to see them be the best version of themselves. I want you know people to treat them right. Mm. I want them always to be happy, and that causes me sometimes to overstep sometimes and um, be more bossy than I should. I'm so very much opinionated. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I, I will say something and it's extremely blunt and I don't really apologize for things I say because I said it how I said <laughs> and that's how I meant it to come out. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it's, it's, I, it's a struggle. However, um, I actually, I, I, I lost the best friend um, due to a domestic violence situation. And it was one of those things where um, I remember me, like, I would, like, tell this friend certain things, like, you know, to tell the you have situations. But I, there was a time where I stopped. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say much. And um, unfortunately, she lost her life, you know. And mm-hmm. so that alone, like, that's just, I promised myself that with my friends, I'm going to say what I mean. And, you know, I mean what I say. And you just want to take out a love. Know I love you. Know it's coming from me. So you know it's not like I'm malice, you know, playing. Mm-hmm. No, um, you know, harm. It's I love you. And this is how, you know, I feel. I want to tell you. I understand you're going to be mad at me. But I'm okay with that. I'm A-OK with, being, with somebody being mad at me. I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. Especially with best friends, because I know at the end of the day, they know I love them, and we'll be talking about it in the night, so. Right. And then um, I just want to, like, expand a little bit on, um, you know, what you just said. First, I just want to send my condolences for your loss um, as well. And then even mm-hmm. just um, because I, I feel like relationships can be kind of like a touchy subject when it comes to, like, your friends and what you say. And so, like, how do you handle that challenge of, um, okay, if I see something that's, like, toxic, I want to say something? Um, because I know, like, a lot of friends are like, well, I want to say something, but I'm afraid that they may, that, that may cause me to lose a friend. What would be your advice to these particular friends who are, like, biting their tongues in these dire situations? Well, I, I believe I actually read about that in the book. Um, well, I, I say this, when it isn't one of those situations, when your friend is in an abusive situation, I think you have all right to say something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like you see something, say something. Right. Um, I just, I think that's extremely important. Um, I feel like in, in society, um, there's been a lot of things going on where people just, I mean, they see it, they post it on Facebook, and for some crazy reason, it's like going viral. No one's reporting any of this. So I think, you know, friends, if friends, not friends, if you if it's something like that, say something. Now, if for some strange reason you don't like the way he made her feel the other day, you might not want to say much because <laughs> at the end of the day, she probably was in her feelings, you know, she probably was probably as bad as her. Um, so I don't think that you should be petty, you know, you shouldn't be petty-patty, and just because you don't like her 
significant other or her boyfriend or whatever. Like, and you took the beautiful and make it look like you're jealous or something going on. You know, right. you got to pick and choose the battles. You really want to be careful with that. Like you said, you don't want to lose a friend. Right. But if, you, if there's a severity level, just definitely say something. And I mean, they will thank you later. Because mm-hmm. I, if this, uh, you know, I've come to the conclusion that I'm okay with losing you and a friend if I know that you're still living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, it, you know, in the case of that, say something. If it's one of the things you just don't like the person just to be rude, you know, you have to learn to listen to the person because, you know, the best friend, you're going to be around. That's true. That's very true. And so I want to just take this um, and kind of guide it back over to Emma. I don't know if you heard me or not when I said four years, but that's four Christmases in a leap year that I was leaning on these two for encouragement. They did not complain. They did not leave me. Right. So can you talk to me about like the kind of support that you're getting? Okay, so a little bit of backstory, guys. So Emma was just sharing about um, the ups and downs of four years of her marriage. So can you talk to me about the support that they were giving you um, and talk to a little bit more of how you felt when they were like, I don't want to hear your problems anymore? Because I know sometimes that can be a deal breaker in relationships. I mean, friendships. Um, Yeah, so I some of the ups and downs that I, I was—I mean, four years of an on-again, on off-again uh, marriage can be draining towards anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and being that, not only was I in it, I was Jackie, my best friend, in it as well. Because again, we're, we were best friends. They didn't want to see me hurt. They didn't want to see me cry. Um, but they were that shoulder I needed when I wanted to vent about everything that was going on. So there's been plenty of times where you know. Um, <clears throat> They had to, I put them in awkward situations because they had to realize when I really wanted their intake and then also when I just wanted their shoulder to cry on. So I do uh, thank those, thank the ladies uh, for being there for me during that time. But just to kind of elaborate on it, it's like it's the time where, um, granted we all live in, we all live in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, sort of speak. Um, there's been times where I needed I needed their support so much so that they would drive an hour and a half to my house just so that we could have a wine and tears night, you know, where I just cry and just mm-hmm. drink wine and things like that. So that's the kind of support that they were giving me. They were giving me uh, support when, um, again, because it was on on again and off again, when I when I left my husband or when he left me and um, then he came back and then I left him and I came back. It's like... You know that can get exhausting. So right. it's like they didn't—they didn't get to the point where they were like, you know, make up your mind, or we're not going to be your friend anymore. They just kind of went with the flow. As as I went back and forth with with my now ex-husband, they were right along with me on this this roller coaster. They was like, okay, if that's what you want to do, we're we're going to be there to support you 100. percent If that's not what you want to do, we're going to be there to support you 100. percent So what I like about that is like it's not like you know it wasn't one of those friendships like oh well you got to choose your husband over us. We're not we're not going to be your friend anymore. Right. It was more so like, okay, that's your husband. If you want to be there, we're going to be cordial with him because we love him. And because he's your husband, we're going to be respectful. But at the same time, you know, we, we're going to just keep our distance or whatever like that. But at, but when I did leave with him, they were like, oh, well, if you go back to him, we're going we're gonna to hate you again. It was just, it was a mess. It was a huge mess. <laughs> but at the end of the day, 
amazing and then i'm gonna start with you renee can you talk to me about um because i've been on like both sides of this so um i had to get out of a divorce that was like extremely messy and i had to have support for you know me getting through that particular situation then i've also been on the end where i've had to be the support for someone you know working on getting out of a, a messy situation so renee can you talk to me about like how challenging is that? Um, because, you know, you do want to protect your friend. You do want your friend to be okay. Is there Was there a point where you felt like you had to take a step back? Like, talk to me about the the role of being a support for someone who's going through something that's kind of up and down and up and down. What we did tell her at certain points was, you know, you you have to live with your choices. So if you're going to choose to stay in this situation that we've already discovered is not necessarily the best one for you, then you got to live with your choice mm-hmm. and you kind of lose your right to fuss about it if you choose it over and over again. However, whatever you choose, we're still going to be here. But you got to learn to live with whatever choice you want to make for your own life. One thing we don't do is tell our friends what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what I think or, you know, give you suggestions. But overall, I'm just trying to help you through it. And sometimes it, it drives them nuts because I'll play devil's advocate in a minute. And I want to see it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of who I am as the balance of the friendship. You know, I, I kind of create a conversation about it versus just, I'm not a yes man. I'm not going to just jump on your side and say, yeah, girl, he wrong. And he shouldn't have did that. And he's terrible or whatever. Just mm-hmm. because that's what you want to hear. I'm going to have a real conversation with you and say, well, what did you do? Or what could you have done? Or what really happened here? Not saying that you did everything right or wrong, but he probably didn't either. It's a shared experience of a marriage. Marriage is a shared experience. And being that I've been married for a long time now, next year will be 11 years married to to my husband. You know, I've been through the ups and downs. We got married when I was 19 years old and I'm 30 now. So you grow Mm -hmm. a lot, you go through a lot. So one thing I'm always do is I'm always an advocate for marriage but I'm also an advocate for healthy living and healthy in terms of your mind as well and your own sanity um and you know living your best life so in being a support person in in that situation it's hard because you know I've known Emma since we were in the ninth grade we disconnected we reconnected as adults but I've known her since she was since we were in the ninth grade mm-hmm. and to see her go through a roller coaster of things is is tough because that's my best friend I don't want her going through all of these emotions and it doesn't help that she's not she's not the tough you know the the tough cookie that I am emotionally I know she's she's softer and she's more you know she she has her heart on her sleeve she's an emotional person so I think it's that much harder for her and it's hard for me to watch right but at the end of the day Emma had to make her own decisions and I just had to be there to support her no matter what they were and yeah sometimes it was frustrating when she would go back you know it's mm-hmm. like oh now you're out then you're back now you're out then you're back but no matter what she knew I was gonna be in her corner Right, right. 
And that's that's awesome. Um, that's awesome because like I think that's when it really counts the most. Cause you know it's easy when everything is good, we happy, we agree. Um, but in those moments, it's kind of like when your friends going through, you kind of like take on their emotions and you know their stress as well. So I think it's amazing that she had the support from you too um, within that situation. And so. I want to um, quote something from Tavana. And so I think you guys refer to Tavana as Tavana's two cents. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> and so, uh, which, and like the, the element that you bring to this friendship, Tavana, is much, much needed. <laughs> so I know. You were saying, okay, so I want to quote something from um, an excerpt from Savannah. It says, you need friends in your life that will motivate you, inspire you, support you, and make sure you never forget how great you are. Remember this. There's a saying that goes something like this. Show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. So, and I know this will kind of like, it'll overlap a little bit as far as like not judging books by their covers, um, when you are choosing a friend, Tavana, like what characteristics are you looking for? Because I've had this question before of, okay, um, this person is, um, this person may be loyal, um, you may be able to depend on them, but then, you know, people feel like there's a disconnect if, I don't know, maybe the lifestyles don't, don't match, or maybe the level of ambitious or like the competitive nature, um, how do you like find the balance between the two and deciding, you know, <laughs> honestly, who to be friends with? So funny you ask me that question because I'm not the most friendly. <laughs> 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 I figured that's why I was like, this would be good. <laughs> You're a little uh, muffled, Tavana. I know that was a loaded question because y'all are so tickled. <laughs> Go ahead. Afternoon, 
I, my body decided it's not going to work anymore, so I'm going to have to cancel on you. Mm-hmm. And that might happen more than, you know, I don't know, 10 times. And as my friend, I'm going to need you to understand that. It's not that, I mean, cause I would love to go be out and about and do everything with you, but you have to understand that the way my body is set up, it just doesn't work like that. So um, it's important for me to have friends who... Um, understand that I'm not blowing them off. Um, you know, that, you know, they, I had moments where these two, I couldn't do something. They dropped cookies by, like, oh, okay, so it makes you feel better. <laughs> but, you know, like, they get me. Like, like, they get me. So I need to know that you're, like, extremely understanding and extremely loyal. Um, but then with a mental illness, I always, you know, feel like, okay, I'm scared. I'm, I'm to express somebody when I'm having like an episode or I'm having a moment mm-hmm. or I'm just having a really down day because I don't need you, you know, taking it back and it being used against me, you know. So right. I have to be able to trust you with everything in me. Um, so, I, I, you know, I really look for, you know, can I trust you? Are you compassionate? Are you loyal? Can I tolerate you as a human? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a legit question. It does. It does. <laughs> you know, it's funny how all of you like really know her because that question, the fact that I asked her that question really was like tickling to all three of you. So that's hilarious. Like, it's like y'all all was like holding your breath to see how she would answer it. <laughs> It's okay. I have a friend just like that. <laughs> and so, uh, this is Renee, and I'm really, I'm really the friendly one of the bunch. Uh-huh. I'm the one that, I'm the one that's on new friends all the time. I'm, I'm the one that's always got new friends, and they're like, uh, "Who is, who is that? it?" Right? <laughs> Where's she going with us? <laughs> next question and this would be um tailored towards renee so i know like there's this this old saying that um you can't be friends quote unquote with a person that wants your life right and so in the book renee you say that um and you're talking about dealing with jealousy you say that if you feel like your friend will be jealous of you remind your friend how amazing she is and how grateful you are that she's with you on your journey in life have uh-huh. okay i'll start with renee and i kind of want all three of you to answer so we'll go renee tavana and then emma um so have you dealt with jealousy and i like to speak to um experiencing this feeling towards someone yourself and having to deal with someone else who has displayed jealous behavior towards you uh-huh. so my thought 
thought is it costs it costs zero dollars to pay somebody a compliment. It costs zero dollars to esteem somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't cost you anything to remind somebody how great they are. You know, uh, I have dealt with my share of jealousy and so to speak. And in my mind, it's it's weird that people get jealous because. I feel like we all fight our own battles, you know, like I don't deal with, I don't deal with being jealous of others. I think it's because I naturally just want to see everybody be great and what they want to do and who they are. And I feel like there's enough air for everybody to breathe. So I don't need to breathe your air. I got my own. Um, But I feel like that's where a lot of women struggle is they get caught up in the comparison game of, who's doing who's doing what and who's doing it better right. you know and I, and I think that it's unfair to you and it's unfair to your friend and and so I feel like when you find yourself dealing with jealousy it's because you're not focused enough on your own goals and your own passions or perhaps you don't know what what your passion is or you don't have any goals but if you've got time to be jealous of somebody else it's because you're not focusing on your journey and when you when you understand your journey in life, it's easy for you to root for other people because you realize they're on a journey too. Mm-hmm. So I've dealt with my share of jealousy. Um, I have built a business, you know, from the ground up, and and, and it took off fairly quickly. Um, I'm also a, a, a social media influencer, so you see me all the time posting pictures, being fashionable and whatnot, and so you get you know, those women who, who deal with that, that jealousy disease, I call it a disease, I really think it is, but you you get those women dealing with that, and to me, I'm just like, but, but queen, I want to see you win too, Mm -hmm. like, I, I don't, I'm not doing this to put you down, or to highlight any insecurities you may have, I'm just trying to live my best life, and I want you to do the exact same thing, so even though I've dealt with it, um, I kind of just brush it off, because I, I feel bad for people who, who tend to deal with jealousy only because I feel like that means you don't think you're good enough because you're comparing yourself to me and we're totally different and we each have our own battles to fight and, and roles to play and hands to and cards to play in life. Mm-hmm. So if you can find yourself jealous of me, then it, it, it really is just a, 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 a indirect reflection of what's going on inside of you. That's mm-hmm. my thought. Gotcha. Tavana? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so have you dealt <laughs> have you dealt with um have you dealt with experiencing any feelings of jealousy towards others? And this can be like, oh, you go all the, take us all the way back. Um and have you also felt with any felt dealt with any feelings, um dealt with any feelings of sorry dealt with a friend who may have displayed jealous behavior towards you? Um, I don't know that I have a treat. Um, like, okay. So, I've, I've, I've dealt with various other people being jealous of me for some strange reason. Um, however, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, I don't really, I guess, like, like Renee said, if you're jealous, you just have a lot of time on your hands, and I just don't have that much time on my hands. I know, that's right. I'm sorry, I just, I have, I don't have that much time on my hands. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, 
I work a full-time job. I, you know, I'm a health advocate. I'm an author. I'm a bestie. I have a lot to do. You know, that on my body every day. So, I mean, I I like to give Renee a hard time. Like, if she goes to sushi with somebody, I'm like, oh, so you're taking somebody to sushi. <laughs> Yes, feel free, feel free, you're fine. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. This is an adult <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Take us home. Take us home, Emma. I am just as good. I am 
just as afraid of a person as that person. So not, I never was really jealous of them. It's just more so like I was in awe of them, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes it's sense. It's like, I was like, you know, it wasn't like, you know, I want to be you. It was like, dang, I'm, I'm so glad that you're you, but how do I get to be in the, almost in the same place as you kind of thing? Right. So that's just my take on it. Good, good. Well, thank you, ladies, for sharing. Thank you so much. And so um, we're going to start to wrap up. But in closing, um, what is the number one thing each of you want women to take away from this book? And then we'll just start from Renee to Vonda and then close out with Emma. Just one thing? Uh... Or top three? Three? No, no, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> we can go through all ten, you know, because I'm, you know, I know with some like gems. Ten, ten chapters. There's ten things I want them to take away. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, girl, I know you say it's ten. No. <laughs> um, no, I guess the one thing, the the primary thing I want people to take away is that real friendship is a possibility okay because i don't think people people tend to discount um friendship they're like oh i don't need no friends Mm -hmm. i don't have no friends i'm fine by myself all i need is me myself and i whatever (laughs) but really you do want you do want friendships we were made to be compatible with other people and it is possible to have genuine friendship but there is work involved Okay. Thank you. Let's go to Tavana. Okay, let's see here. One thing you need a blunt friend in your life. <laughs> your boxy bestie will save your life. You need it. I will. <laughs> um, my name is Tara Sherman, and I approve that message. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I am not. But I will say this. I will say this. Um, a lot of opportunities I've had, I would not have had them if it hadn't been for a blunt friend. And a lot of things I've gotten out of, I would not have gotten out of them had it not been for my blunt friend. So, so you know, I, I support blunt friends wholeheartedly at this stage in my life. Blunt friends matter. They do. Uh, is, is that some merch y'all selling that say that? I need to buy that for my blunt friend. <laughs> just stay tuned, Terrence. Just stay Coming tuned. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Miss Emma? What's one thing you want women to take away from this book? Um, One thing that I want women to take from this book is that you Awesome. 
And then um, can you guys share where the book can be purchased, when it's available for purchase, and how the audience can connect with each of you? Like, where can they get plugged in at? Yes, all that stuff. So you can you can pre-order the book right now. Um, we're only doing a hundred pre-sale books. They're going to be signed copies, and there's some extra digital gifts that come with that pre-order. Um, you can pre-order it on our website at www.thebestdecode.com. Everything is the best decode. Thebestdecode.com is where you can find our pre-order book, and when the book when the book is released, it'll be there as well. And we also do have merchandise available on the website as well. Um, the book is going to be released on December the 9th. so it's gonna be a big launch party. We're gonna have a ton of fun, um, but it'll be available on Amazon. Um, December the 9th so uh, you can also find us and keep up with us and everything we got going on on Instagram at the bestie code and then um, we'll give our individual handles as well but then also we have a Facebook group called the bestie babe cave the bestie yes. babe cave um, so you can find us on there as well on Facebook but my personal Instagram is at the C Renee T H E E C Renee. Okay, and then Tavana. All right, you can find me on Instagram at Tavana Sufi LLC. That's Tavana T A V O N N A S Y M P H O N Y LLC. Okay, and Emma. And you can also find me on Instagram at Emma underscore Cherie. And I think that's pretty self-explanatory, but if not, I'll spell it out. <laughs> uh, Emma, that's E-M-M-A underscore Cherie, S-H-E-R-E-E. Thank you, ladies. And then for those of you who, who are listening, I will also link um, all of their handles, um, everything, bestie code, in the episode notes. So once again, I just want to thank each of you so much for one, sharing your stories. Cause I know that can be a challenge in itself <laughs> um, for, for doing the work and for wanting to show women that having a true, genuine, strong, real friendship is possible. And, and thank you guys for um, being my guests for this episode. I'm really, Thank you for having us. Thank you. No problem. And so um, to those of you who are listening, thank you so much for tuning into the Life and Couture podcast once again. And until next time. <laughs>